The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 85 of the Pokemon Snapshot. How are you doing tonight, Josh? I'm great, Jeff, because I took off work today. Granted, it was to go to a funeral, which isn't a fun occasion, but, you know, it was nice to see family. That's always good. Not not that you had to go to a funeral, but, right, right, right. <laughs> but having the day off work, yep. at, least, at least part of it was good, right? Yep, and tomorrow is my sister's baby shower, so me and her husband and my dad and another guy we know, we're going to play golf while they do baby shower stuff. Ooh, so fun. That'll be a good weekend. Again, I think we've talked about this. I don't golf, but golf I mini fun. golf. Yeah, mini golf is fun, too. But I'm not good enough. Golf is, like, simultaneously react, uh, relaxing and infuriating. Like, all at the same time. I just feel like I would be that guy that everyone's waiting for to finish because I suck. Uh, it happens. They're probably way worse golfers than you out on the course. It happens. We'll see. Maybe sometime we'll have to meet somewhere and you can take me golfing. Sounds good. I'll come up to Michigan in the summer, so it's not like sub-zero temperatures like I'm pretty sure it is right now. Yeah, it, it, it is cold right now. Yep. We've had, It's been snowing for two days. That sounds awesome, except I wouldn't be able to leave my house if it were snowing because, you know, I would wreck and die. Yeah, I know. I've had to save you. <laughs> From like a half an <laughs> inch of snow. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've had about four or five inches of snow in the last two days. Mm. So, but it's almost the end of January and we're just now getting like, our, well, we've had one big snow already yeah. this winter, but this is really the first time all January, it's been cold enough to actually snow and stay snow. Right. So it's been just a weird winter. Yep. So what have you been doing? Like, have you been playing games and stuff? So I haven't been playing a lot of games, um, but I've decided because I'm waiting for Hogwarts Legacy to come out. Yep. I'm so excited Same. for this game. I, I don't usually look at previews, but I've watched some previews. I've watched some videos. It looks gorgeous. Uh, though maybe it's just the British accents, like how the British accents are still makes me think of like the Harry Potter games from the PlayStation and PlayStation 2 era. Right. Just listening to them. But I am super excited for this game. So I decided though this year when I am between big releases of, um, games that I, so I don't have a new game to play. Mm -hmm. I am going to try to finally get through this Yakuza series. Okay. Well, that should keep you busy for... Yeah, uh, I don't know, at least 10 years or so. Yeah, they're meaty games. Um, there's seven of them out. Well, eight, actually. Mm-hmm. No, nine, maybe, if you count the Judgment, or ten if you count the Judgment games. I don't know. There are a but lot of games. There's a lot of games. I beat Judgment and really enjoyed it, and so now I went back. I started this game. I decided, I think I said this on the show, I'm going to just start from... Um, the beginning, mm-hmm. or start from where I saved, and so I just picked up because a lot of the mechanics are the same, though you can tell it's an older game. Yeah. 
um, started playing Yakuza 0, which is actually not the first game in the series, but it's the first game chronologically. Because mm. it was a prequel, I so I thought... I say, the old prequel. Yeah, so I thought I'd start with that one, because then you go to y- Yakuza Kiwami and Yakuza Kiwami 2, mm. which are um, remakes of the first two games that I don't believe came out here on PlayStation 2. Mm. That's the thing with Yakuza is that these games originally did not come out here, and then they started releasing them, and Sega realized they really like these games, so now they all come out here. Nice. There's, there's even a new, like, spinoff one coming out this, like, next month or in March or something. Didn't they change that it's gonna be... Isn't it turn-based now? Yeah, so in Yakuza Like a Dragon, which some people call Yakuza 7, it is now an RPG. Mm. Okay. And, I mean, this series is just bonkers. All right, so I'm going to put a preface out here. If you have kids who are listening to this with you, for one, sorry about your life choices. Listen to Josh and I. <laughs> <laughs> like, you literally couldn't do something better with your life than listening to the two of us right now? What are you doing? <laughs> just kidding, folks. We love you. The... I'm going to talk a little bit about these games because I can't talk about these games without it just being adult-centered, and but it's just bonkers. So, Judgment, one of your side quests was to find these people who who called... Oh, I can't remember what they're called, but they're like the Dirty Trio, and one of them is the... He's going around touching women's butts. Oh. And he... When you find him, you, f- you find out that he's going by the name Ass Catchem. <laughs> That's great. It's uh, the other ones like the Panty Professor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the best part about Ass Catchem, um, how you get him is so it's this one guy who keeps asking you to do it because all three of these, the the dirty tree or whatever are going after his sister. Mm-hmm. And so he's his twin sister. And so you decide, Oh, maybe we should get him by having you dress like your sister. I, I saw where that was going. <laughs> and so they do. The guy comes, he touches his butt, you chase him down and he goes, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get hard. And then he realizes he got hard by touching a guy's butt and has like a mental breakdown. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is games. this is perfectly okay for your young children to play. <laughs> yeah. Just set them up on it and then let them go. <laughs> yeah, but, they'll grow up yeah. real fast. The games are just bonkers, and the best part about them is it's always the most serious like main story, and then you get these weird side quests. Oh, that's funny. Um, but I I love them. I'm gonna try to get. We'll we'll see. Maybe I'll report. If I'm not playing anything big, I'll report if I'm still making our way through them. I know I have Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami, the first remake on my PlayStation, but yeah. I think they're all on PlayStation Plus anyway. I thought they were on uh, Game Pass. I think they're on both of them, mm. so... Because I made well, a mistake when I... The only time I've tried to play one of those games, I think it was uh, Yakuza 0, and it was like a week before something I was like planning to get came out, and I was like, oh, I'm going to play this game right now, but this is, like, way too big of a game to play in a week. Yeah, so... and they don't seem like it because they're an action game. Yeah. And that's the thing. They're, like, 50-hour uh, games. I yeah. think it took me 48 hours to beat a Judgment. Nice. But, yeah, I made, I made the mistake of trying to play that in, like, a week of downtime, and that just didn't work out, and then I never went back. 
Yeah, and as as you said, they're now RPGs, and I played a little bit of Like a Dragon on my Xbox, but I never got very far. I think again, like you, something came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my my favorite character was one of your party members was this homeless guy. Yeah, I'm pretty and, sure that, like in the couple missions I played in zero was you had to like go around and beat up homeless people to like that was like the the tutorial stage you were beating up homeless people yeah well yeah but in this one one of your party members a homeless guy Mm -hmm. and he's technically the mage of the party oh fun so he has like the magic attacks and one of his attacks is he takes bird seed and throws it at the enemies and they just get attacked by pigeons (laughs) that's pretty funny so yeah so that's what i've been up to um what have you been up to, Josh? Um, I haven't I haven't been playing anything, but uh this is video game related. Uh the Last of Us show started a couple weeks ago. The third episode is going to come out in 2 days on Sunday. We're recording this on a Friday night cuz this is cuz we're cool and this is what we do on the weekends. <laughs> um dude, it's so good. Like I mean the game, I mean you know the the game series is acclaimed, but the show is like it's it's like the how you would want an adaptation to be like it doesn't stick sh- like it hits all the main plot points of the game at least so far in the first couple of episodes but it expands like you kind of see how like the outbreak uh affects kind of like or how it starts in like some of the uh larger parts of the world and stuff like that and it's very good and you would like it it's not like because it's not like super scary like you would okay. be you would be fine watching it like they said before it came out that they there's not like like it's going to be violent i think but it's not like gratuitous necessarily it's going to be I mean I watch Supernatural that get, show gets pretty violent there's a lot of blood in that show Yeah but that's the CW and this is HBO so yeah, true. Th- there is a difference Before uh, the CW there's a lot of blood in that show Yeah but uh but no, you should you should definitely watch it. I know you don't have HBO right now, so just wait until the whole season is out and then get it for like a month and watch it. Yeah, I might do that. Um, though, Ted Lasso is coming out soon, too, this spring. Yeah, but you can probably get like a month of Apple TV for free because they just give it away. Somehow, my Apple TV just expired, unfortunately, uh, after getting a year and a half for free. That sucks. Yeah, I've never paid for Apple TV. Ted Lasso comes out, they said in the spring, but they haven't given a uh, uh, definitive date yet. Yeah, that'll probably be a show I wait. And I, I don't know, I, li- I might just pay for Apple TV, because Apple TV is only like seven bucks a yeah. month. I so much prefer weekly release to binge watching, like uh, like 100% of the time. Like, I kind of don't like binge watching, like when Netflix will drop an entire season in one day, because it's like, okay, you watch a whole season over the course of like, two or three days and then you're done and then you got to wait a year or more for it and like you can't talk to your friends because if you're on the third episode and they're on the last episode you can't talk really talk about yeah. it. yeah well and i think that's what happened with like we were both watching we both watched wednesday at different times yep i watched it first and i'm sure if they were releasing weekly we both would have been like oh i only have to make time for one episode a week yep yep and then we both probably would have been watching it at the same time yep I don't know. My my taste for weekly release goes all the way back to when Lost was still on because I was watching that week to week and it was just like, yeah, what's going to happen next week? Polar bears yeah, on the yeah. island? 
The only thing I don't like about some of these shows are streaming platforms doing the weekly releases. They all seem to like to release them on like all their shows on the same day. Mm-hmm. Like Disney Plus, it's always all on Wednesday, which if there's multiple shows you're watching on Disney Plus, because I think at one time I was watching it was She-Hulk, mm-hmm. Mysterious Benedict Society yep. and Mighty Ducks Game Changers all at once. Nice. Yeah, when the first season of Mysterious Benedict Society was coming out, I think the first season of um, Only Murders in the Building was out, and then there was, like, another show. So, like, there was an episode of shows I was watching coming out on, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, like, every night I was watching a new episode of something. That was pretty fun. Yeah, that's that's always good when they're on different shows. All right, or different days. Uh, let's get on some Pokemon news because we have three very different bits of Pokemon news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this first bit of Pokemon news is someone got their copy of Pokemon Yellow Wada graded. Uh, do what you want with Wada if you think it's something we should be doing with video games. I don't care, but according what is to Wada, it's like the it's like what they do with comic books. Give it a such and such rating. Oh, okay on how good it is it's just the company that does video games hmm. uh so he had this pokemon yellow it was estimated to be worth about ten thousand five hundred dollars he took it on a flight or maybe and it got destroyed by customs like they ripped the box open Oof. the dis- the case was destroyed hmm. like i don't even understand why customs would do something like yeah, this i don't know that makes me ugh also, why is a copy of Pokemon Yellow worth almost eleven grand? Yeah, yeah, but I think you and I were texting about it, and I'm and I told you that if I had something worth that much, it wouldn't go in my suitcase; it would go on my carry on. Yeah, especially if it's just Pokemon Yellow, like it's big enough to fit into whatever your carry on is. Mm-hmm. What I would be doing is selling it and going to Bora Bora. That's probably what, it's probably what I would do. <laughs> yes, that too. But yeah, so I saw that. I sent it to Josh. I'm like, well, we got to talk this on the, uh, talk about this on the next episode because mm-hmm. this is bonkers. Uh, the next bit of Pokemon news is Pokemon Ultimate Journeys Part 2 is coming to Netflix on February 24th. Less than a month. Getting cl- less than a month, getting closer and closer to finishing off Ash's story in with the English version of the show um i i would be like i would applaud them if they just straight up killed off ash (laughs) at the end of this just get all all this way and just off him he'll probably ride off into the sunset with pikachu but just off him it would be the bravest thing that anyone's done in television history outside of janet jackson's nipple uh, I this, saw, during this Super Bowl, <laughs> I saw a clip of because you know they're doing that eleven episode arc of Ash's send off. Uh huh. Um, I saw a clip of in the first episode he meets up with Misty, right? And it shows Pikachu like running towards Misty, and then it shows Psyduck running towards Pikachu, and Pikachu jumps over Psyduck into Misty's arms. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> so twenty five years later, and Psyduck still is getting the shaft, getting pooped on. Yep. All right, and then let's go to our last bit of news. Um, Kadabra is coming back to the Pokemon trading card game after an 18-year ban, and Yuri Geller asked for forgiveness. So Kadabra was banned because uh, Uri Geller, who is 
Cadabra is based off of, and even I don't remember his Japanese name, but his Japanese name is like uh, is that portmanteau when you change how it sounds or uh, like a pseudonym? Pseudon- like no, he- his his Japanese name sounds like Geller or whatever. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kate, Kate, help us out. We're stupid. Yeah. Uh, hold on. But yeah, his Japanese name. I thought a sound... portmanteau was like a, a combination of words. I Maybe be, I could be wrong about that. I'm trying to pull up Kadabra's Bulbapedia so I can see his Japanese name. Yeah, Kadabra's Japanese name is Youngerer, which is like Yuri Geller. Like that's where it comes from. Using so. Uh, and Yuri Geller didn't like this, mm-hmm. and so we got some quotes. Now, this is all taken from a co- article on Kotaku that's written by Ethan Gatch. Gotch. Sorry, Ethan. If you listen, please tell me how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> um, and what it says is, I'm very angry about this, he told the BBC back in 2000. I wouldn't have given permission for an aggressive and, in one case, evil character to be based on me. This is this is not even anything to do with the old question of if I'm if I'm a magician or a real psychic. It's straight theft of my persona. <laughs> so that is what he thought in the year two thousand. Uh, it says the article goes on to say Geller didn't stay angry though. Following years of failed lawsuits, pleas from fans, and even his own granddaughters, he eventually relented. In twenty twenty, he sent a letter to Nintendo giving permission for Kadabra to continue being used. Pokemon Company CEO Sunikazu Ishihara wrote back at the time to thank him. Geller even started teasing Kadabra's possible return to the card game last year. Says, look, I want to thank the Pokemon fans who reached out to me over the last few years, he told Poke Beach in a voicemail yesterday, including the ones from Poke Beach who kept contacting me nonstop. So basically, <laughs> it was you and my granddaughters that got me to change my mind. He was like, okay. Like, please just stop emailing me this nonsense. <laughs> From 20 years ago. I know. Uh, it says, now we can all see Kadabra reunited with the original Pokemon in the card game this summer. I love you all, and I admit, totally open and honest, I was a fool. It was a devastating mistake for me to sue Pokemon. Kadabra was basically a tribute to Uri Geller, but it's back now. Forgive me. I love you all. Much love and energy. Pretty much, I'm going to guess he didn't win the lawsuit. He's like, <laughs> whatever. He's like, fine. Mm. At least he can admit he was wrong. Good for him. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's more character growth in 18 years than we've seen with Ash in 25, so. <laughs> yeah, so. Kadabra's gonna come back in the trading card game. I guess they're doing uh, an original 151 set. Mm-hmm. So, that'll be fun. I don't play the trading card games or collect them. Though I have my box of Pokemon cards right off. Right, I can look at them right now and see them. Nice. Are you gonna get them out and battle them no because i probably don't have anything that can make a deck fair enough i never even knew how to play the trading card game i just like looking at them sorry i heard something i think my alexa heard me say something and is answering a question of some kind it said hey alexa order 500 new pokemon of the rarest pokemon cards (laughs) all right hey alexa order an eleven thousand dollar brand new mint condition pokemon yellow and then send it through custom so they break it all right so going on to our question <laughs> of the week 
which was, have you ever had a friendly rivalry? And um, no one answered, so I guess no one has friendly rivalries. They're all like Josh and I have non-friendly rivalries. Yep. <laughs> so, question for this week. Have you ever had a non-friendly rivalry? <laughs> have you ever beat someone up in the street? Who is your arch nemesis? <laughs> all right. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot or send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans just like yourself can find the podcast. All right. Oh, I put this in the wrong spot again, Josh. I was, I was, I was about to start berating you. Whatever. We're going on. Uh, next, we have some education. Um, and this is about. Can we Shrug- get an education theme song? education just take that what i just did there and add it just do it just use it all right that's all on you um (laughs) and this is about strikes what which is what spiro is based off of and she said last episode i learned that strikes are real animals and not mythological ones oh so you got an edu jeff shun Ooh, it doesn't roll off the tongue as much it does not roll off the tongue and it doesn't happen Uh, very often so (laughs) No. Edu Jeffson! I had never encountered one in real life. They don't live in New England, and I guess I just never heard about them outside of comic book characters. I had no idea they were real. I went and looked them up, and apparently Shrikes impale their prey on thorns. It's pretty gruesome, but fascinating. Do they also chop off their heads and, like, hang them at the front gates so, (laughs) so that their enemies can see what they'll do to them? That is fascinating. Like, this wasn't going to be an education, but then she had to put this little bit of tidbit. I'm like, oh, got to include that. Yeah. Also, if you join our Discord, Kate gave the wonderful story about how she used to care for birds, Mm -hmm. like hawks and stuff, in our Discord. Um, There wasn't really any educating in that, so I didn't put it in here. And also, maybe if you really want to see it, you need to join the Discord. Because it's fascinating. We have some good conversations in there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right, Josh, are you ready to get into this week's episode? I am. Tell us about it, Jeff. All right, so this week's episode was titled Friends to the End, or as it is known in Japanese, Pokemon League Final Battle. (laughs) Uh, And can I just say, these last three episodes, I believe, have had better titles because they all have that friend motif going with Ash Mm -hmm. and Richie being friends. I agree. Not very often. It's like the friend trilogy. Yeah, and so this episode aired on Jan- January 21st, 1999 in Japan, and on November 27th, 1999 in the United States. All right, Josh, let's get into the episode. But before we get into the episode, Jeff, hit us with that recap. All right, so last week, Ash and Richie prepare to face each other, but Ash somehow gets stolen by Team Rocket in one of their vans to say free candy on the side. While Richie is waiting for Ash to show up to their match, everyone else is wondering where he is as well. Though, none of them care enough to actually go looking for him. Ash is able to free himself after stealing Team Rocket's bike and balloon after gliding into the stadium with the help of Pidgeotto, who almost dies. <laughs> but Ash doesn't care because he has a match with Richie to finish. After Ash and Richie are pretty even with both losing two Pokemon, the final battle is Amana's. Richie sends out Sparky his Pikachu, and Ash sends out Charizard. Even if you didn't listen to last week's show, you probably know how this ends. Charizard refuses the battle, and Richie wins by forfeit. Ash holds back the tears and walks away out of the stadium after congratulating Richie. Pathetic. Pathetic. 
So as we begin this episode, the final episode of season one, Ash is in a state of deep depression after losing and making himself look like an idiot in front of the entire world. Uh, his mom suggests that he's sick, but Brock says he's depressed and everybody is like, about what? And this is why mental health is not taken seriously. Come on, this was the 90s. Men and boys weren't allowed to go to therapy. Nope. Uh, but Ash has obviously been laying in bed all day because last episode we saw his battle taking place at night and it is now daytime. Mm -hmm. So he's just been moping around all day. I'm going to guess he hasn't even talked to Richie. Probably so, not. So the, this whole friend motif, he's not a very good one. <laughs> Uh, and also, I just want to mention, how can Professor Oak and his mom not understand why Ash is upset? Do they not even know their own son or son he will adopt when Ash's mom becomes a real relationship and not mm -hmm. just the person he is seeing on the side? But at this point, Ash's mom is even wondering if they will be a real relationship. Does he sure. have other women? Stay, uh, Missy stay tuned and find out. <laughs> and when... Uh, when... Uh, What's it called? Pokemon Ultimate Journeys Part 2 premieres February 24th, only on Netflix. Ba -bum. <laughs> um, Misty tries to get uh, Misty tries to get Ash to come hang out, but when he refuses, she gets mad and they begin yelling at each other. Misty hits him with the cold, hard truth that Ash is lazy and didn't train as hard as he could have, and Professor Roke comes back comes to back her up. Uh, which is like classic sitcom dad. Uh, I mean, he's not his real dad, but he might as might as well be. Uh, classic sitcom dad, just like waiting in the wings to come take a huge dump all over uh, his son's ambitions. Uh, Ash is confused by all of this logic, and the argument heats up, or when the argument heats up, Pikachu shocks everyone to end it. The argument, I I just want to go over what this argument was about because it was a little different in both versions. So we'll, in the English version, Misty says, with the way you were training, you're lucky you even made it through the first round, which is true because mm -hmm. we all know he wasn't training. And Ash says, oh, yeah, well, I didn't see you out there winning any of those matches. Typical Ash, just mm -hmm. deflect. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but in the Japanese version, Misty says, isn't the fact that you even made it this far more than enough to satisfy you? Mm. Like, which I like, because it's, she's pretty much saying, look, you're a good trainer. You got this far. In your first, in your first try. In your first try. And then Ash goes, shut up. My true power is even greater than this. It's like, okay, Ash, <laughs> let's, let's bring it down a little bit. Yeah, well, Misty says it perfectly after this, because she, then she, in the Japanese version, she goes, are you still that full of yourself? And yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, Team Ash meets up with Richie to support him in his final battle. Misty's advice is to not choke like Ash, which is pretty solid advice. Yeah, and I like how she just says it so nonchalantly. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't think she was even making a joke. She was genuine with that statement. <laughs> I know, that's why I said it was good advice. Yeah. Uh, it was harsh, but you have to wonder what is going through Richie's head that his friend didn't even come to see him for almost a whole day. <laughs> like, he didn't care. He's like, well, I'll never see that kid again. <laughs> um, and also, during this scene, it's very minor, but the two Pikachus are playing with each other. They're, like, rolling around on the ground, and it it, it is pretty cute. It's pretty cute. Um, After a montage of... 
uh, Richie and his opponent's Pokemon, they find themselves down to one Pokemon each. She throws out an Ivysaur, and Richie throws out his Pete Winsichu. But sadly, Pete Winsichu fails, just like his marriage to Ashley Simpson, a Chew. Was she caught lip-syncing on Saturday Night Live and did a weird dance, too? I can only imagine so. See, I can make music references. I know, I'm proud of you. That <laughs> I was know. Like, that was like a mid-2000s music reference, too. That one's got some age on it. That one can... Oh, no, it's still not... Wait, that was like 2006. It's not quite old enough to drink, but it's getting on up there. <laughs> it's about to be a junior in high school. That references. Um... Ash meets Richie and Pete Winsichu next to the lake, and Richie says that they can learn a lot from losing, which is an unironically important message to learn in life. Can, can I just say that if for some reason someone just found the podcast and they're really confused why we call it Pete Winsichu, you need to go back two episodes and listen to those. Yeah, uh, Richie's uh, Pikachu has like a little Pete Wentz, like mid-2000s Pete Wentz haircut. Yeah. Uh, and we'll say, uh, this is the moment when Ash does realize that Richie is a better person than that he is. <laughs> it was pretty, I can't remember, well, here, I'm going to talk about it in a second. Um, while they stare at the lake, like Lenny staring at the flowers, literature reference, um, Team Rocket watches from the bushes, just holding shovels and scheming. Uh, Richie's positive attitude makes Ash realize he's been a massive douche canoe, and we finally have some character growth after 85 episodes. Now, to be clear, uh, being depressed is not what makes Ash a douche canoe. It's just his general ashness that makes him a douche canoe. I just wanted to say douche canoe one more time. Um, while they vow to become Pokemon masters no, mas no matter what, the Pikachus go gallivanting off until the earth gives way below them and they fall into Team Rocket's trap. Ash and Richie chase after them but fall into a second trap hole. Uh, I always love that Team Rocket's simplest plans are usually the most successful, uh, and the more elaborate and expensive ones are always, like, massive failures. And so, like, sometimes, like, when people do, like, shows, they set rules that they follow. Uh, I, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the rules that supposedly, when they were doing um, the um, Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner cartoons, they had, like, rules that they had to follow. Um... But I wonder if one of their rules was like, like the the bigger and more expensive um, Team Rocket scheme is, the harder it has to fail. Like the harder they come, the harder they fall. Type thing. That could be. That'd be very interesting to know if the Pokemon writers set any rules for. Because like it, uh, just in the last couple episodes, there are other like the ones that I mean, obviously they failed in the end, but they worked at first when they said they were gonna have to. Uh, they were gonna like. Uh, uh, not, what's the word? They had to, like, check everyone's Pokemon or whatever. They were gonna examine everyone's Pokemon before their battles, so they just went around with, like, a burlap sack, and people were just throwing their Pokeballs in there. And then the one where they, they built the fake Pokemon Center to take Pikachu. Those were, like, the, some of the simplest plans they've had, and they worked. But then they get a giant Kangaskhan robot, and it blows up in their face. <laughs> exactly. Or the, uh, the giant Gyarados. Like the Gyarados submarine. Yeah, which we will see a little more of that because our season two takes place on the ocean. Ooh. Uh, uh, also during this scene, in the Japanese version, um, they actually don't vow to become Pokemon Masters because, you know, no one's actually ever, like, defined what a Pokemon Master is. Okay, good, because I, I have questions about that. 
yeah later. no one's ever defined like is a pokemon master someone who wins the pokemon league is it someone who's caught every known pokemon is it just a really good Pokemon battler? Who, no one knows. And Ash hasn't even defined it. He just says he's going to be a Pokemon master. Maybe he <laughs> thinks if he doesn't define it, then no one will realize he doesn't make it. It's kind of like relationships. <laughs> if you don't define the relationship, you'll, you, you can just think what you want in your head. Exactly. That's why I've been dating Scarlett Johansson for the past 10 years. Uh, but yeah, so in the Japanese version, they say they will face each other again when they become better and stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it does fade to the commercial break, so we are going to go to our Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's That Pokemon? All right. Our Who's That Pokemon for this week. Again, didn't really have a main Pokemon of the episode, so I picked one we haven't talked about yet, and I chose Horsey who in Japanese is known as Tatu. Tatu. I like that. Uh, I feel like that's how you pronounce it. Probably. Uh, some basic information on Horsey. It's number... It, it might just be Tattoo. Tattoo. Maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> its number is 116 in the Pokedex. It is a water type. It is 1 foot 4 inches tall and weighs 17.6 pounds. And it is known as the Dragon Pokemon. Which... Doesn't make sense because there was dragon type. Why didn't they make a dragon type if it's the dragon Pokemon? It's it's why would it not be the seahorse Pokemon? Its name is literally seahorse backwards. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then it evolves into Seedra at level 32. I mean, it generation two finally gives it a dragon evolution when it gets mm. Kingdra as its final evolution. Uh, OK, well, maybe that's it. All right, some origin about Horsey. Horsey's name. Horsey appears to be derived from seahorse with reversed syllables or a corruption of the the diminutive Horsey. Like, I want to go ride the Horsey. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Japanese name. Tatu appears to be a corruption of Tatsu, which is part of the common name of a seahorse in Japanese, which is Tatsu no Odoshigo. You did good on that one. You did well on that one. I feel like I did well, yeah. So it has to be Tatu because then Tatsu. And then what is Horsey based off of? Horsey appears to be based on a seahorse. Its category might be a reference to the Japanese word for seahorse, Tatsu no Odoshigo, which means dragon's child, and is derived from the myth that a seahorse that lives for a century will transform into a dragon. Its ability to shoot ink resembles that of a squid, while the shape of its snout and its sniper ability may be inspired by a water gun. So that's cool that seahorses have like that mythological story Mm -hmm. from Japan. Dragon's Child also sounds cool. That does sound cool. Um, A lot better than seahorse. Can you start calling me that? Dragon's? The Dragon Child. (laughs) I just like how in Japanese they're like, oh, it looks like a little dragon. So we're going to call it Dragon Child. (laughs) And then over here in English, we're like. It looks like a horse that lives in the water in the sea. <laughs> Seahorse? Uh. Uh, all right. Horsey's biology. Horsey is a light blue piscine. I think that's a Pokemon that is similar. Pisc- like Pisces, like Pis- fish-like. Pisson? Piscine. 
I don't know. <laughs> a Pokemon that is similar to a seahorse. It has red eyes, a long tubular mouth, and three spike-like fins on either side of its head. Its ridged belly and single dorsal fin are cream-colored. Highly adept in the water, it, is, it uses its dorsal fin to swim in any direction while facing forward. It has a tightly curled tail that it can use as both a balance and an anchor when caught in a strong current. In safer environments, it uses its tail to play with other members of its species. Horsey feeds on insects and moss gathered from rocks. If Horsey senses danger, it sprays water or dense black ink from its mouth at its attacker. It can shoot more precisely at insects flying above the surface of the water. Coincidentally, uh, the way Jeff plays with other members of its, his species is with his tail. Yeah, I wrap them around them. <laughs> uh... Horse, horsey nests in coral reefs and islands throughout oceans with gentle currents. Many eggs are laid every year, and the young are raised by the male horsey rather than the female, just like a seahorse. Horsey swims with its dance-like motions, creating whirlpools in the process. It tends to compete with each other to see who can create the biggest whirlpool. Alright, some Pokedex entries on Horsey. Red and Blue says, Known to shoot down flying bugs with precision blasts of ink from the surface of the water. Pokemon Yellow says, if it senses any danger, it will vigorously spray water or a special type of ink from its mouth. So it throws up. Yes. He gets so scared it throws up. <laughs> me too. Sam. Someone comes running at me, I'm just like, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pokemon Stadium says, uses its tail to keep its balance while spraying ink from its mouth. The ink appears to be for shooting down bugs. Uh, Pokemon Gold says, if attacked by a larger enemy, it quickly swims to safety by adeptly controlling its dorsal fin. Um, Pokemon Silver says, its big developed fin moves rapidly, allowing it to swim backwards while still facing forwards. I mean, if you're going backwards, you have to face forwards. If <laughs> That's turn... like the definition of backwards. <laughs> yeah, because if you turn around and go, then you're just going forwards in the opposite direction. <laughs> Good point, Jeff. This is this is why I do this. I find the contradictions. <laughs> um, Pokemon Crystal says when they're in the safe location, they can be seen playfully tangling their tails together. Ooh, that's what Jeff and I do. That's how <laughs> Jeff and I met. Actually, I was sitting at the table at IHOP. If you remember our story from when we met from last week, and I just felt something brushing against my leg, and I looked down, and it was Jeff's tail. <laughs> I try <laughs> to hide it on first meetings, but. <laughs> yeah. um, Pokemon Ruby says, Horsey eats small insects and moss off rocks. If the ocean current runs fa turns fast, this Pokemon anchors itself by wrapping its tail around rocks or coral to prevent from being washed away. A Pokemon Sapphire says, If Horsey senses danger, it will reflexively spray a dense black ink from its mouth and try to escape. This Pokemon swims by cleverly flapping the fins on its back. How do you cleverly flap the things on your back that are literally supposed to be, like, they're there to flap? Yeah, I, I that's don't like know. I that's like I cleverly walked into my house. Like, what? How else am I supposed to get into my house? <laughs> I use my legs cleverly. Uh, Pokemon Sword says, Horsey makes its home in oceans with gentle currents. If this Pokemon is under attack, it spits out pitch black ink and escapes. That would be kind of useful, though. Just sense danger and spit out ink. Yeah, I know. And then Pokemon Shield says they swim with dance-like motions and cause whirlpools to form. Horsey compete to see which of them can generate the biggest whirlpool. Alright, and that is our Who's That Pokemon segment on Horsey. Who's that? 
back in the episode, Ash and Richie try to climb out of the hole uh, that they've fallen into, but the hole falls even deeper below. James, ex- James explains that they knew the little twerps would try to escape, so they designed a split-level hole. Um, honestly, they should just become architects, because that's kind of impressive. They made it to where the first time they fall in, the impact didn't uh, break away, but then when they tried to escape, it fell through. That's the thing. I'm still trying to wrap my head around how a split-level hole w- would work, and I realize I spelled hole wrong. Um, can it even be called a hole? Uh, a whole hole? You did spell hole yeah, wrong. I did, but I spelled it right the second time. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, can it even be called a hole? Like, it just kind of fell into the ground and then fell into the ground again. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know how physics Im- works. Im- I don't either. Impressive, though. Uh, using some big claw cage thing that's attached to a fishing pole, James fishes out the Pikachus from their hole. Um, they try to shock Team Rocket, but nothing happens. James says that the cage absorbs and conserves electricity, and Meowth responds that they decided to be friendly, but only to the environment, which made me, like, actually laugh out loud. It legitimately made me lull. Uh, and this is why Meowth is still my favorite after all this time. I actually made a note of that line as well, because that that was a good line. I know you mm-hmm. don't like puns, but that was a good one. No, it was funny. No, it was very funny. It wasn't a pun. It said they're friendly, but only to the environment. That wasn't a play on words. I guess that's a joke. Yeah. That was just a straight-up joke, and it was a good one, Meowth. Uh, Team Rocket turns to leave, but Ash and Richie emerge from the hole with their flying Pokemon. It's like they're... <laughs> it's like... Obviously, Team Rocket, they're going to be able to get out of the hole. <laughs> they That's how they survived when your van crashed like two episodes ago, or last episode, whenever it was. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's right. They used the flying Pokemon. Yeah. Um, yeah it, honestly, it's just lucky that Pidgeotto is still alive after the last episode. Um, after the, after uh, they battle, the Pikachus throw the cage to Team Rocket. Team Rocket catches it, and then the conserved like electricity is set off and they're blasted off one last time in season one and since i've been watching pokemon journeys i can tell you they still get blasted off so it definitely won't be their last well just in season one yeah well although this although (laughs) well we'll come to that Mm -hmm. uh misty and brock join ash and richie and say that they're going to have a humongous meal and then go to the closing ceremonies of the Pokemon League. Uh, Brock is going to regret his eating habits when he's in his 30s, just let me tell you. Um, also, I do. Yeah, same. Um, also, can you explain to me how the Pokemon League works? Like, is the winner of this competition... This is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Is the winner of this competition, like, suddenly considered the best in the world? Like, I can't imagine uh, some big worldwide competition where Ash gets as far as he did being legitimate all right so i'm actually going into the japanese episodes because during like the seven episodes about the pokemon league Mm -hmm. they have been explaining the pokemon league like at the end of the so where we would see pikachu's jukebox Mm -hmm. for some reason they're like americans don't like to learn (laughs) let's put funny music (laughs) this would be way over their head and and they're right yeah, and so they've been talking like the history of the Pokemon League and so and someone in, looking at a website that has deciphered it. It looks like uh Ash and Richie are each of one of 256 people that qualified. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know if they have something to determine what to do if more people than that qualify. Like maybe it's the first 256 of the year to qualify. Mm. 
I mean, Ash did qualify like a couple months in advance. Right. Um, so, e- but then it's also like, who tells them who qualifies? Is it the final gym lead? Like, I just gave this person their last badge. Uh-huh. But in Ash's case, he won his last badge from Team Rocket, and they weren't going to turn him in. Right. As an official. So, don't know how that works. So, even though Ash is top 16, I would say he should be pretty proud of himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he's throwing a fit, but you're like the 16... You're in the top 16 trainers in all of the Kanto region. And so I would guess the winner would be considered the best of Kanto. Okay. And then and then once they have the winner of each region, then do they fight each other? And that's how they that's how they determine the best in the world? Well, they've kind of changed it because... So Pokemon Journeys, which is the series... Well, Journeys, Master Journeys, and now Ultimate Journeys, mm-hmm. which is the series that's going now. What they have is called the World Coronation Ceremony. In world coronation battles where every trainer who enters gets a ranking. Mm -hmm. And there's, let's see, four classes. So normal classes, anyone ranked 10. So the best 10,000 trainers, anywhere from 10,000 to 1,000 is in the normal rank. And you can battle other normal rank trainers to advance. Once you get from 999, you become part of the great rank. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can only battle those people for it to matter. And then um, you get to the top 100, and then you're in ultra rank. And then the final eight are in master rank. And that's where we've talked about Ash becoming the champion, because he made it to master rank and got to enter the world coronation ceremonies Hmm. uh, battles, where they've had people come back and... You know, the eight trainers from all around the world. You have, like, Ash and Lance from Kanto and Johto. Mm. Uh, I think his traveling companion from the Black and White series is on there. So, that's kind of the history of the Pokemon League and how it works in a nutshell. Did that mm. all make sense? No, I still have no idea. Okay, well, I tried. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to move on. Uh, Team Ash plus Richie races into the sunset, and it fades to the closing ceremony, where all the trainers march into the stadium with their Pokemon to receive a special badge. Ash's mom cries, and Professor Oak looks forward to <clears throat> comforting her later. <laughs> during this scene, I wish that it would have shown some of the trainers that Ash defeated during the season to show that some of them made it to the Pokemon League. Mm-hmm. Like, this would have been the perfect opportunity to bring back some characters. Yeah. And I think it would also show some continuity. Um, And as you said, they give them a badge, but in the Japanese version, they call it the Pokemon League commemorative plaque because mm-hmm. it makes more so much sense because this badge is big. It's the size of a plaque. Like, you're not wearing this badge. <laughs> it's not going to dangle off your shirt. No. Meanwhile, Team Rocket, who apparently didn't get blasted too far off, uh, begins digging below the stadium. While they dig, uh, the fireworks display begins. Uh, thinking that they're right below the trainers and their Pokemon, they begin to dig up, but a massive firework, like a huge ball, probably the size of, like, how big is this thing? It's about as big, at least as tall as Meowth. Yeah, like, it's a pretty big, pretty big ball. Um, it falls down into their tunnel, and Team Rocket is blasted off one more time for good measure. Later, Ash and Richie sit in the empty stadium um, while... Wasn't there, like, trash blowing in the wind? Something. They're just... Yeah, they're sitting in the empty stadium, which, again, security, like, get them out of there. (laughs) I know. This is the 90s. It was a different time. People didn't lock their doors. Um... 
And they're sitting in the empty stadium saying goodbye to each other. Um, Ash reminds Richie of their promise to become Pokemon Masters as the theme song begins to play over a montage of Ash's battles during the Pokemon League, which is nice considering like 90% of the Pokemon League episodes were total fillers. Yeah, and I will say that I am a sucker for a good montage. Yep, I love a good montage. Have you ever heard the the montage song from, I think it was in South Park. It, if it wasn't in South Park, it was in one of the, like, the Trey Parker, Matt Stone movies. No, I haven't. Oh, uh, you would like uh, it. It's pretty funny. But speaking of Trey Parker and Matt Stone, for our anniversary, my wife and I are going to go see Book of Mormon. Ooh, that should be good. Definitely yeah. look up the song, though. It's really funny. Okay. Um... Also, I will say during this montage, I believe this is the first time we hear the complete Pokemon song. Mm. Uh, they started singing the second verse, which when I was a kid, I didn't realize there, that was a thing, you know, until I got LimeWire and was able to download the full song in about 20 viruses. <laughs> is that the every challenge along the way verse? Um, I think so. I, I have to listen to it, but no. it, you don't hear it. It cuts off. Yeah. You know, the theme song at the beginning of each episode goes to a different, doesn't go that far. Right. And so Ash and Pikachu say they're ready to head back to Pallet Town and begin training again. And we find ourselves at the end after 85 episodes of season one. Yes. Uh, and so what were your thoughts on this episode? And I guess the season as a whole, since we're here. Yeah. Um, it amazes me that... <laughs> That they somehow, even though this was the season finale, they it also managed to be filler, basically. Yeah, it probably, again, and we've complained about this a lot, should have shown more of the Richie's match. Yeah. Though, granted, they had a Tentacool and a Spearow. Like, how are you getting to the Pokemon League with those Pokemon? Yeah, and then one of the battles was his Butterfree versus his opponent's uh, Venomoth. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah, I don't know. Kanto has to be like the has to be like the worst out of all the regions. Like whoever represents Kanto is just getting crushed in the Pokemon Ultimate Journeys Master League battle thing. Yeah, I don't, and whatever I, happens. Hopefully, when we get to, well, if we, I'm hoping we do get to other like championship episodes mm -hmm. that. We will get to see, you know, people use a lot stronger Pokemon than what we've seen in this. Because, right. I mean, a Bellsprout, uh, Ash used Krabby. Hopefully yeah. they can get better. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I the, I thought this was a good ending for the season. And, I mean, it is the ending, but it, next episode's going straight, right? Continuing the story, so. Yeah. We, we still have a lot more to go with Ash, but. And to be clear, we're not taking a break. No. Like, unless we get sick like both of us did and, like, we had to skip last week or whatever. Like, yeah, that we're, was not we're, yeah, we're just We're just running straight through. Yep, so we're excited to start Season 2 next week with, uh, well, I'll tell you the name of the episode at the end of this episode, but we are excited with that. Uh, so our, my question this week, because Ash was kind of disappointed with his competition, have you ever been disappointed in a competition you took part in? You've really got to text me these questions before the episode oh, so I'm I can sorry. think about it. Um, not really. I'm like, else like the only thing that I really get competitive about is trivia. Like I don't really care about sports enough yeah. to get competitive. 
Like, even, like, I'm going to play golf tomorrow, like, I don't really care, like, who wins. I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have a couple from when I was in high school, and these, I did well in these competitions, but a few things kept me from doing better. So, when I was in high school, I was in FFA, and I took part in the floriculture team in my mm-hmm. senior year. Uh, so we had to do like identify. So there was like 50 plants we had to identify, but the day of the contest, you got 30 of them, so, mm-hmm. but you didn't know which 30 it was going to be. Um, and then there was like a math part of it. We had to do like a team activity, making a centerpiece, which I sucked at. They just made me make the bill. This is like the most Iowa thing I've ever yeah. heard in my life. Well, it's a national thing because, uh, but. But everyone that competes are like they only send teams from Iowa. I'm pretty sure. So going and may, on, and maybe Nebraska. <laughs> they're go- at the end of the competition. They're going through, you know, the rankings, and they always give ribbons to the top ten. Well, it gets to number two, and my ad- teacher, which rest in peace, he died a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, um, he was like seventy something years old. Mm. Um, he reached over and he shook my hand and I'm like, I did not think I did well enough to get second place. So I mm-hmm. went up, got my trophy. Well, what happened was, and I found out after the fact that the person who got first and I, they had to go through three tiebreakers until they figured out which one of us won. Oh, wow. Cause we both got a hundred percent in every other part of the test. Hmm. Um, but the disappointing part wasn't that I lost to them. It was that my team did not get to go to nationals because the team that did get to go to nationals. So she, this girl was number one. I was number two. And then three, four, five, and six were all four members of the team that went to nationals. How did so, that happen? Because their, so their ranking was higher. Oh. Like their total team ranking was better than our team ranking. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's lame. Yeah, so I didn't get good to nationals. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. The I had another quick story that I also did improv with my friend Paul. Mm-hmm. And and how improv they gave you a rating of one, two, three, or four. Well, four means you disqualified. One is the highest you can get. Uh-huh. And at the state competition, you get three judges. And if all three judges give you a one, you are considered for the all-state competition. Oh. Well, we got three ones. Actually got three ones to the point that people were seeing us in the hallways of the school and saying, hey, I saw you. Like, people we didn't even know were like, hey, I saw your performance. That was really good. And so we thought we were a shoe in to get invited to go to Allstate and didn't mm-hmm. get nominated. That's sad. Yeah. You could have been famous, Jeff. I know. But, alas, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Then you probably wouldn't be doing this show with me because we nope. never would have met. Nope. All right, if you want to answer this question, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot or send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans just like yourself can find the podcast. All right, Josh, do you have anything else to add? This is our uh, last episode in the month of January, so y'all better be uh, sticking to your resolutions. Don't give them up just because we're past the one month mark. All right. So <laughs> I I just re- I only thought about that because I realized this episode was going to be coming out on the thirty first. Okay, so please join us <laughs> next time when we will be watching Palette Party Panic. <laughs>